And welcome to episode number 64 of the Kerrville Podcast. Michaela here and John Barrera. And uh, today's guest, uh, we've been on uh, his live podcast that he does in the mornings. It's a, a live show on Facebook with the Kirk County Lead. I'm sure you've heard of the Kirk County Lead by now. It is a uh, great news source for the area. Uh, I subscribe to it personally because I, I love being able to stay up to date with what's going on in the Texas Hill Country, and they do a very good job of that. John, you want to go ahead and introduce today's guest? Yes, Mr. Lewis Amistoy. Sir, we look up to you big time. Well, I look up to you two. You know, you guys do some great work here for, for sure. And I and I love uh, I love what you're doing. And, and uh, I need to make more time to link back and to, and to showcase the work that you guys do on a regular basis. Thank you. Yeah, that really does mean a lot. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, yeah, thank you so much. Um, so, what got you into... See, I did news for a while, mm-hmm. and uh, I don't know if I'd actually consider myself a journalist. Um, I, I uh, covered a lot of a lot of events happening in the Texas Hill Country, whether they were good or bad. Uh, sometimes they were heartbreaking, and uh, there were there were times to where myself and public officials cried on the phone together mm. uh, in some situations and some very heartbreaking situations throughout the years, but some good situations as well. But how did you? get into journalism and why did you decide to go into actual journalism well it, it, uh, the the long story is that my best friend uh, growing up uh, who i've been friends with for like 45 years um he was dating a girl <laughs> this is a true story started and with a girl started with a girl <laughs> and um her dad was the guy that wrote the basketball game stories for the the, the 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 paper in our town our hometown you know would cover the games and uh, he didn't want to write them anymore uh, he just wanted to take pictures so my friend Rob he he said uh, you you know how to write so you're going to do these games because he was trying to keep you know good with the dad and it started that's how I that's how it started and and so I started writing um, basketball game stories um, I took one class in community college um, and then went basically got a work, got jobs at dailies right after that. I was like 19. And, uh, and so pretty much I've been in it ever since there's been a couple, you know, breaks here and there, you know, periodically where I thought, well, maybe I should go into PR or do something else. But ultimately this is what I love to do and to tell stories. And, um, you know, I think that we serve a purpose here in the, in the, in the hill country as well. You know, when people have the news, they know what's going on in the mm-hmm. area. When when they don't have it, they're oblivious to what's mm-hmm. happening just mm-hmm. around them. Because yeah. I mean, everybody's still caught up in their day to day, doing what they need to do. And uh, when they when they actually have the news, they they're actually in tune with what's happening right. in their local community. And without it, it does leave a gigantic hole in the community. So true. Yeah. Especially local news. And, well, and I can't imagine how hard it is to stay out of, uh, you know, giving local news and sticking to your values your integrity mm-hmm. you know politically wise people trying to you know alter you in either way i mean well the beauty of that is that you always say to yourself like well if i'm entertaining both both parties then i'm doing my job because you know uh, you know you look at the situation where journalists get called to be biased or things like that that is almost solely a response from you know from the attempt to be fair to each side um, and that's a, that's a struggle for a lot of folks, you know, and, and one of the things that I like to be able to bring is like, I don't want to have any more situations where I, I, I think the local news sometimes gets short, shorted a little bit where it's not necessarily as in depth as it should be 
because you know if you if you talk about some of the issues here in Kerrville, there's some deeply rooted issues here, mm. right? It's it's just it's not the simplistic thing that you're you're looking at, um, and and I like to dig into those issues too, and I think that the community you know understands that that there is a difference in what I'm trying to do and what others are doing. I don't think I don't think uh, they're used to it. No, I think that's <laughs> they don't yeah. like it. Well, there, I mean, there are there are some issues that that people don't want dug into yeah. around here too, and mm-hmm. and how do you overcome that? Well, I mean, you just do it, you know, um, and you just you just go out and say, well, I'm going to do the story. And I've got, you know, I've got stories now that I'm working on that, you know, will make some people uncomfortable. But the reality of it is, is that um, if you treat everyone fairly, you know, give them a voice um, uh, and give them an opportunity to, to be on, you know, like my show or to be in the, in the newsletter, then I think you're going to build trust in the community. And that's really what I'm, I'm trying to be, you know, work. It's like, like, you know, you may not like the way I you know, handle myself on my show or whatever it may be. But ultimately I'm going to give you an opportunity to talk to me about, you know, Mm -hmm. what your issue is. So I think that's what makes Joe Rogan so popular is that he's, he's, you know, he'll take somebody from either side and he'll, he'll act the same way. And you know, if he learns something new, he'll admit, Hey, I didn't know that. And I I think it's a very powerful. I think, I think people see through, Mm -hmm. um, this one side or the other kind of news right. it gets old it does it, does. it, gets, it gets very old, old very quickly it gets overwhelming it yeah. gets stressful and uh when, when you stick to your values um that's why we're honored to have you on yeah. because you're very very um you know you just stick to your values yeah one of the best things i've ever heard you know and i'm not a joe rogan fan but i did listen to him uh, on, on occasion because i like you know I, I like the fact that he, he goes for like three or four hours yeah every yeah. podcast you know um we talked to Dr. Michael Osterholm, who is the uh, the head of the uh, Centers for Infectious Disease, and mm-hmm. um, uh, it's a research institute in the University of Minnesota. And it was initially into COVID. And if you go back and you watch an interview with him, like, like you know, I'm surprised Joe Rogan didn't take more away from that interview because Osterholm kind of lays out what we've seen exactly with COVID, and it was so it was such a smart interview. Um, that, you know, and, and like people will focus on the negative, but he's still giving those voices to people who you don't think about, you know? Mm-hmm. So it, it, he, he, you know, that's one of those things and he does serve a, a huge audience. Oh my gosh. He's got millions of millions of viewers. So how hard is it to, to interview either side and then get, get criticized by one side or the other for doing so? Well, it's tough. I mean, you've got people in this community, you know, and and, and it, it, this is true of any community who have very, very, you know, um, you know, passionate views. We, we're running a very, you know, uh, unwavering passion, unwavering, views. Like, pass- never going to change, never going to yeah. change. Yeah, That's true. Um, and 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 you know, all you have to do is just say, look, that you're, you know, this is really the truth. There, there are facts out there. You know, there are, there is a truth out there. And this morning I spent some time talking about, you know, how the city pays its bills. You know, there's a simplistic way to look at it. Right. And there's, there's the real way to look at it, which is that the city has, you know, for instance, they have limitations, they have restrictions, they have state law, they have federal law, they have to, um, um, uh, abide by. And people sometimes just look at that and they think, well, you just, you can't, you shouldn't listen to them. (laughs) We're a rule of law country. At mm. the end of the day, you know, there's a fact that's out there, mm-hmm. um, and people struggle with that 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 component sometimes. You know, 
Michaela, we've even seen it on here. We've had that experience where we get one guest on and then another guest is uh, another future guest is like, oh, well, you've had them on. I don't, you know, that goes. Yeah, exclusivity thing. And there is no exclusivity on this podcast at all. Yeah. Yeah. Zero exclusivity on this podcast. Right. Right. Um, You know, we're talking about the city of Kerrville and paying their bills Mm -hmm. and everything. And uh, this just came to mind. Uh, Somebody was telling me last night that uh prop a that the funding for prop a which is the new uh, public safety building mm-hmm. um that's looking at being built on clearwater paseo right um the rio monte i think is the actual yeah street. right right uh, somebody was telling me that uh if because the city was looking at putting it through without a vote somebody was telling me that there was actually a bond or a federal grant that they could have gotten for this building that wouldn't have cost the taxpayers anything for emergency that basically it was an emergency bond or an emergency hmm. grant well the, the the one thing i can tell you though that is true is that the federal funding that that came from the american rescue plan act had significant um it was it was so wide open right i mean you basically put that money on anything um but there was definitely a public safety component of it whether or not this the state or the city or the federal government would fund uh, a $45 million building. I don't know that for a fact. Um, the originally, you know, the, the city was looking at using what they call a certificate of obligation to pay for uh, at least $7 million of the building, which I think was to probably purchase land um, at some point, um, possibly to purchase the Hal Peterson middle school property at the time. Um, but, um, you know, they were looking at those, those options to get the, get the ball rolling and get this, this thing off the ground. Uh, and then go back to the taxpayers again and ask them for more money to get this thing going. I, I don't know that I don't know if that was the case or not with a, a federal grant. That'd be the first I've heard of that. Um, and I have, and I've, I've pretty much sat through every single meeting where that's been dis- where it's been discussed. I will tell you though that I did a public records request on the 2019 study on the public safety building, uh, and I and I'll say this: the city did not do a good job of communicating what their intentionality was with that project. Um, and was it was it the and when I look at that plan, I think to myself, this must have been some kind of justification that we don't have a good site within the city's own property. So if we want to save money, but well, we have three locations we can put it at that we won't have to buy any land. Uh, and what is that going to look like? And, you know, th- there wasn't really a good plan. So this one seems like it's a little bit more, you know, fleshed out. But it is it is it is a tough one for a lot of people to, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of people are angry about it, too. You yeah. know, have you taken a position on this? No, but I think one of the things I've I've tried to say is that one, my concern is is that I hear these uh, you know I spoke to Brent Bates yesterday about this. He's like, ah, we can build it cheaper, and like I don't know that's the case. You know, I, I worry that it's not enough money. You know, when you look at the fact that Peterson Regional Medical Center is going to build a new surgery center, you know, forty three thousand square foot building, you know, two or three stories, which does you know I think it's two stories, which adds to the price of it. Um, that's forty three million dollar project. So thousand dollars, you know, square foot basically. So my question is: Is do, are we getting enough, you know, for this? Or do we have enough money for this particular building that we're building? And you know, the the argument was was that oh, there's all this stuff in it. You know, it's all these extra goodies in there, and this wish list, and it's a Taj Mahal, and it's grandiose, and it's like, not really, you know. Yeah, when you really look at it, you know, it's going to be a rectangle. <laughs> it's going to cover going to run basically you know either the length of rio monte or or clearwater paseo 
it's one story. It's going to be, you know, fortified inside because of the way that they have to do things. Um, and so those are the things that I think that, um, are there, but I'll tell you what, here's my one thing that I have a position on is that to me, this is one of those stories of, of an underlying issue that Texas is going to have in the years to come where there, there's also this price for all the development and growth of the the state is seeing, you know, Mm. cause you know what? Kerrville's never had a purpose built police station. Never. You know, I mean, you could, you could say, well, they built it like, yeah, they built like an add on like in the twenties or the thirties to the, the old city hall. They've never had this purpose-built police station. Mm. Yeah, and with it being 2022, I mean, that might be a little important to to go ahead and do that. Yeah. And, and, and get them set up correctly. That way they're not operating in a bus station that I don't know how many how many years old it is. I right. mean, if you really look at it, it wasn't built to be a police station. It was built to be a bus station. Right. Yeah. You know, I went to, I'm, I'm doing the uh, Citizens Police Academy, which if you guys have a chance to do it, I recommend it highly. I've seen you. Yeah, it's great. And uh, I've really enjoyed the class. And so on <laughs> On Tuesday night, they did tasing, and uh, J- Sergeant uh, Jonathan Lamb, who leads the class, he's like, oh, you want to be tased? I'm like, no, I do not want to be tased. <laughs> I'm like 51 years old, uh, Jonathan. I do not want to be tased. So um, they tased two people, though. But if you, you have to imagine that they are basically have a gym on the second story of that police station that is just jam-packed with stuff, and it's like a, it's like a hallway, basically. Um, I mean, I think, I think, I think Justin's, uh, office here jam is bigger than, than the gym at the, the police station Whoa. or at least a little, a little performance space. So they, they roll out this mat and they have the people laying down and they tase them. Now, fortunately the two people that were, were being tased were kind of small, but if you put a bigger person, they might be kicking themselves into the weights and all the other stuff. Cause it's mm. so small. There's no place to do anything in that building. It's just crazy. Yeah, it was outgrown a long time ago. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. The research effort and personal time you put into each project is remarkable. Yeah. You are on the scene. You are in the in the town hall. You, I mean, you're on you're in there, you know? Well, I think Michaela could probably speak to this too, you know, with the curve of breaking news and the, you know, the initial part of this is that, you know, you have to have presence, you know, you have to be present, you have to be out there. Um, radio has always known this as an exercise that, you know, we, we're going to be at every event and we're going to be a presence and we have to be reminding people where we're at. And, and for me, you know, that's, that's a critical component of, of where we're at. Um, you know, that was one of the critical things for me getting this thing started. It was like, I'm just going to be everywhere, everywhere I possibly can. So people will know, Hey, this is where can I, where can I find your stuff? And I'm like, and go from there. Um, and then, you know, but like the one challenge I'm working on a story right now, that requires a significant amount of, of research, you know? Um, and <laughs> it's a little, it's a little exhausting quite mm-hmm. frankly sometimes, but I think in the end it'll be worth it though for, for the readers. Awesome. So, you focus on journal journal journalistic. If I can say it mm-hmm. right, if I can get the word out here. Yeah. Uh, I noticed that you're not covering. Uh, you know, with Kerbal Breaking News, it was it was a completely different element of news. Mm-hmm. It was mostly uh, if breaking news, basically. Yeah. You know, things as they were happening. Right. You know, and uh, your your focus is different than that. Why is your focus the focus that it's on? Well, um, there's, there's two ways to look at that. Um, is that I could probably be pretty successful if I had a scanner and I just listened, I ran and chased out that kind of stuff all the time. Cause there is always that sort of looky loo, 
you know, interest, mm-hmm. um, which will drive engagement and traffic. And when I have massive done that, amounts, yeah, yeah, massive amounts. And when I have done that, you know, it has been successful. But is that ultimately what I want to do? Mm, not really. Um, you know, to me, you know, for instance, like the the, the house fire that was on Water Street. Um, you know that that was one that you know was fatal. The, there was a woman that died, and they're they're supposed to announce her name today. Apparently. Mm. Um, there's a lot of questions about that, but I went back and I asked, you know, the police department, how many times you guys been there for service? Well, they got back to me, you know, last night and they're like 66 times, basically over for over an eight year period. They'd been to that house for different things, including a murder in 2016. So, so doing that, doing that work to me is more impactful than it's more in depth, more in depth. Yeah. 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 And, And, and with what I was doing, you know, we, Something else would happen before there was any follow up to anything. So yeah. it would just be on on to the next thing, yeah. you know, and, and the latest thing. And there were there wasn't a lot of follow up with a lot of stuff that mm-hmm. I did, you know. Right. Curvo breaking news is taking its own world now. It's it, it's completely different uh, than it was. It's not even really a news source. Mm-hmm. It's just a Facebook group at this point. A yeah. lot of people think that it's you. You know, that like all these posts, I mean, it, it, it's its own monster. It's its own ecosystem. Yeah. <laughs> Not monster, yeah. but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, like, yeah and it has taken a, a life of its own, yeah. you know. Uh, one thing that I don't like about it is that every post that people put on there, when people see it in their news feed, they see Curvo Breaking News and in the person's name who posted it in tiny letters underneath curve breaking news yeah. so it looks like curve breaking news is posting all this stuff yes, when it's right. not that's right. what i was trying to get at yeah some of those facebook groups are in there there's always interesting where they just don't get the mission of the of the of the of the site you know and i'm in one of these alumni groups and they're always someone's always posting like gospel music and it's like look that's not really the mission <laughs> the mission of the school's website thing here so yeah, it's 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 kind of yeah. funny. Check this out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah look at this. This is different. really cool. Yeah, yeah, great. Put it somewhere else. Yeah, yeah. put it where it goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. yeah what, absolutely. What is? Where do you see? What's your goal? Like your ten year goal? Uh, that's a great question. It, it, you know the the biggest thing is is for me is how do I grow to the point where I can hire somebody to, to do some of the work, mm-hmm. uh, and because one of the things that um, you know, there is a question about, you know, sustainability and I'm at a certain age now. And, um, I also have, you know, children that, and grandchildren that, that need to be, you know, like I'd like to go see my grandsons and when we're going to be able to do that. Uh, so those are some of the big issues, but I think for me, um, one of the lessons learned out of this was that, you know, I was very married. Um, you talk about married to ideology, John, you know, Mm. I was very married to the idea of the brand of newspapers. I love, the mastheads. I love newspaper design. You know, when I was at the Kerrville Daily Times, I designed almost every front page that I was that was there uh, in my year and a half that I was there, and and I love that work. And but at the same time, though, the lead has taught me that that brand does not not necessarily matter as much as I used to think it would. And so, you know, by being present, by being aggressive, by being comprehensive, I think that. You know, we've shown people pretty quickly, like, hmm, this is a pretty reliable news source, and we can disrupt those existing brands pretty quickly. So I think my goal would be to be, uh, you know, you know, one of the strong, I mean, the strongest, you know, multimedia news source um, in the community um, within the next, you know, two and a half years Amen. would be my goal. So That's awesome. Measurable and attainable, for sure. Yeah, know? I mean, the, me- the metrics already are pretty strong. You know, we've got almost 2,500 subscribers. Um, we have strong page growth. Uh, you know, 
the biggest issue is, is, you know, do we, what is, what is the business model look like for us long term? And, um, I have a unique relationship with Facebook from this, 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 uh, this project who's kind of underwrites, you know, a big chunk of it. Um, the goal is, is to become sustainable outside of that, that underwriting, Mm. Um, and, and do it. And, you know, and I'm still kind of in this position too, where like, I'm also have been wrestling with the idea, well, where do I want to grow with this thing? Do I want it to be a standalone business? You know, which I'm kind of operating sort of a sole proprietor right now, or do I want it to be a nonprofit, which is another whole thing as well, because there is some strength in that. There's a lot of movement in the world of journalism towards the nonprofit models. And so I'm still kind of on the fence about that at this point. Yeah, that was going to be my next question. Is it a business right now? Yeah, right now it's a business. And, you know, we have like, you know, a handful of advertisers. Um, that's probably the biggest challenge for me right now is sort of managing, you know, people come to me and say, well, how do I advertise? You know, and I've had to turn people down because, you know, I don't have really a, a solution for them at this point. Um, and that's a good position to be in. You know, you have people who are, you know, you're making an impact um, when they come to you and say, well, how do I advertise? Uh, awesome. Yeah. And so I'm. I'm struggling with that a little bit um, and I'm fortunate that I have some funding, you know, that's been, that's been, been pretty strong. So it's kept me viable for a little while. Michaela, you got anything I was going to ask? Go ahead. Go no, ahead. Go ahead, John. Um, you, we were, you were talking about the daily time or you were talking about newspaper and, yeah. and you were in love with it, love mm -hmm. with the whole, you know, the title and everything. Mm -hmm. How hard was it to leave uh, the daily times? I don't know if, we didn't hit that at all. You were, you were at the daily Times. Yeah. I was at the daily times for a year and a half. Um, and you know, I needed to be out of there because I needed to do the things that I thought were, I don't think that we were going to ever be able to do, um, the work that I wanted to do there. Um, that was satisfying to me. We had dis you know, there were some strong disagreements between myself, uh, and the management over how COVID was going to be covered and things like that. Um, so, um, and I'll be honest, like I believe very firmly that COVID is when, when COVID first happened, I told, told my staff at the time, I said, look, I have covered fires. I've covered earthquakes. I've covered storms. I go, those are all sort of regional events. You know, this one's not, this is, this is different. This is the biggest story we'll ever cover. And you yeah, know, if you absolutely. look at you, the daily times had more traffic, you know, actually, if you look at new, the history of newspaper websites, for the most part, They've been declining uh, with with traffic in almost all cases. COVID happens and people all of a sudden are like, oh my God, you know, because there was so much breaking news. You know, the webcast podcast part came out of that. We had so much breaking news that we couldn't keep up with it. I could not write fast enough. You know, the wire services could not write fast enough because you had, you know, remember that whole March 2020, that just general shutdown. Oh, you know, I mean, just second by second. Too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, second by second. Oh, yeah. yeah, everything just kind of just went to this weird place, and you know we've never had anything like it. And so you know, and then I would get some pushback, like, "Oh, it's not that big of a deal." I'm like, "Oh, that's a really big deal." And um, and so yeah, I mean, and I, you know, the 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 frustration that I've had with COVID, at least in Kerr County, has been the sense to, to kind of poo poo it. It's like, "Oh, it's not that big of a deal." It's like, "Well, you know what? It killed a couple hundred people here." You know. So it's kind of a big deal, but I think leaving the daily times put me in a position where I needed to be. And then, you know, I, I told you, John kind of previously that I, I did the lead started the lead basically in January of 2021. And then I got nervous about money 
And I said to myself, we could probably make it to June. And I was like, I don't know. I'll, maybe I should get another editor's job. So I ended up taking an editor's job in Greenville, up, in, up by Dallas. And my wife and daughter stayed here in Kerrville. And I would come home on the weekends and stayed up there. And, you know, it, mm, it, sacrifice. It, it was not, it, it was, it was not, it was not sustainable for me. Um, and the paper was distressed. Um, I had a great crew up there. I love, I love my, my team up there. But when um, I knew at that moment that, I should have stayed, you know, you know, I should have stuck it out, you know, there. Then the funding came through and I was like, peace out. <laughs> I'm going back to Kerrville. <laughs> doing so, what, yeah, what you love. Yeah. Cause you know what? I mean, the one thing that I, I will say though, too, is that, you know, now I've been kind of all over Texas in the last three years. I don't want to live anywhere else really other than Kerrville, you know, and, and the Hill Country. I mean, I and love then, it here, you know, so. What you know. is it? What What is it that you like about Kerrville, Lewis? Well, I think it's just so unique, you know, and I, yeah. I you know, what other community, you know, I'm looking up, I'm looking over your shoulder, Michaela, the Heavens Declare, you know, the, the, the art exhibit over at the Museum of Western Art. Well, I mean, the fact that I can go, I, I mean, I live basically as the crow flies about two miles from the museum. If I can go to that museum and just walk in and look at world-class art, it's pretty darn cool. Um, the fact that we have this amazing river, um, and river trail and, and music and, uh, a, tonight's the symphony, you know, um, I'm feeling very oldish here now because I'm like, oh, I'm going to go to the symphony, you know, <laughs> but, um, I, 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 I love that. And we're, there's something unique. Like I also, you know, I have Texas roots and when I, when I'm, when I'm, when I'm here in the hill country or I'm in San Antonio, I'm like, I kind of feel a connection because that's, that's where my dad was born and my grandfather was born there. So, so there's, there's, there's those pieces of it as well. And I just like the whole, like to me, you know, Kerrville and Kerr County kind of represent the, you know, the best of the American Southwest in a lot of ways. Too. I believe so too. Yeah. So, yeah, it's kind of like a, and I've said this a hundred times, but it's kind of like a bubble here. Mm -hmm. you, you come here and it's, yeah. it's different than every other part of the world. Yeah. I, I yeah. tell the story that one time someone came to me and said, well, it's kind of like California, right? I'm like, no. Something like California. What are you talking about? Because there's a river that runs through this green. You know, there's nothing like that in California. <laughs> if it was, they would be diverted and dammed up, and if there was you wouldn't see any water. It'd be all dry. Um, you know, when you go out to like, and I've said this to the other day to my wife. I said, you know, if I'm going to live anywhere in rural, the rural part of the world, I'm living in Hunt. You know, if I have won the lotto, I'm going to go live in Hunt. Mm. And she's like, really? And I said, yeah. I go. I just think it's so cool out here. You know. Um, nice. and, and you're not far enough. You're, you're not so far that you feel isolated, but you're, you're far enough away that you can have that sort of little bit of peace. Mm. And my daughter was like, um, she's living with us right now. And she's like, I because we didn't find a bigger place to live. And, and I live up on, up on the hill up here and behind the hospital. And I just, I like going out and looking at the sky and I love the sunsets and, you know, I like, I mean, I, I enjoy the deer. They haven't worn off of me yet, even though they crap in my yard every, every morning. So <laughs> yeah, that's always fun to step in. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. beautiful. Yeah. It Kerrville is. is a great place to live. It, you know, you, you have your people complain, but I the, just, the first week I was here, I was going home and, or the first few weeks I was here, I was going home and I was like, it was after a football game or something like that. And I'm driving home and I'm coming down Sydney Baker and there's a, gigantic porcupine the size of a small pig like walking down you know sydney baker you know so I mean, yeah. you don't get that anywhere else really so and it's also a great place to raise kids yes too yeah uh the schools here are, are incredible yeah. and it, and i mean there's people say there's nothing for the kids to do here oh. but you haven't looked around and you haven't seen uh lewis's email blast either yeah. because it's loaded up with everything yeah. every weekend i mean you're talking I, and i was amazed yeah. 
by the work that you put into that email blast and that article that goes out because there is so much going on here that you you wouldn't even think about unless you saw that. 37, like the, between today, today and Saturday, there's 37 events. Like in 18 of those are live music. Mm. That's so, crazy. Yeah. And we had we had uh, Bill Blackburn on the show this morning, and he was talking about how uh, this area is becoming a live music venue for mm. the state of Texas. Yeah, which is really cool to see that too. Uh, Mayor know. Blackburn was here. Yeah, he was here this morning. Oh, He's going to come in uh, on the on the morning show one more time as mayor. One more time as mayor. Uh, yeah, yep. you, you know 7. what? The more that I meet the commun- members of the community mm-hmm. who add value, the more I fall in love with this place. Mm-hmm. I'm serious. From uh, Corey Edmondson to Mayor Blackburn mm-hmm. to 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 you to mm-hmm. everybody from the little businesses to, to all the way up to the to the hospital. Yep. I am falling more and more in love with this place. I truly am. Um, before I before I uh, came in, I was talking to Conrad Wirt, um, you know, possessed by Paul James, you know, uh, who's you know probably one of, I mean, he's an unbelievable musician. Yeah, and um, I was at Doyle a few weeks ago and he was there and Clifton Pfeiffer was there and they were singing and it was just like, where am I? You know, this is like Northern exposure kind of, (laughs) you know, where where else can you find these kind of characters that are out out here as well? And, you know, it's like someone said to me, like, well, you know, um, the podcast you guys do like, you know, it's so good because there's so many people out there that have an interesting story to tell. You know, I mean, I we haven't even cracked the surface on all of them. You know, mm. um, I feel bad when I have the same guests on, but at the same time, though, you know, um, we keep having new people come on all the time, and that, that's the beauty of it. So, if you have anybody that you want to refer to us, please do oh, yeah. so because yeah. we'd be honored. Vice versa, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. absolutely, yeah. yeah, really, absolutely, yeah. There's there's so many um, interesting folks out there. What was it like coming to Kerrville? Because I, I came here on a Greyhound bus when I was 19 with the mm-hmm. duffel bag. Yeah. And uh, back on January 4th, 2003 is when I got off the bus. I'm sorry, everybody. Yeah. But uh, what was it like uh, getting here and becoming part of the community? Was right. that was that rough for you or was it easy for you or, or what was that like? Yeah, it was Good easy. Question. You know, I think the thing that I, I remember when I looked at the job, I was working actually in Colorado at the time and I was working for... I mean, I, I, I'm candid about it. I worked for one of the dumbest people I've ever worked for. So I started looking for jobs elsewhere and I was like, okay, um, I gotta, I gotta get out of here. And so I applied for this job cause I, you know, my daughter was at Baylor. We had been looking at Texas a little bit. I kind of like the idea of it. And I see Kerrville and I look at, and, I, and I've never heard of it before. Right. Well, it's like, okay, it's on the 10. That's cool. I got that. Oh, it's like 60 miles from San Antonio. All right. That's not bad. Mm-hmm. So I knew there's going to be good Mexican food. So I was like, okay, that's a qualifier, right? For me. So I get here, uh, I get to the paper initially and it was like, it's just too small. Right. I've been in much larger papers. Um, and then, um, and you can tell that based on the quality of, mm-hmm. of your writing. Yeah. You know, you can definitely oh, tell yes. that yeah, you've done some big market writing. Right. And so I was like, okay, this is too small. And, and, uh, but I called back a few weeks later and I said, Hey, is that job still open? I'll come down. And, uh, you know, my wife had, had never seen it until we came down to take the job. And, and so she actually still works at the paper to tell you the truth. So, um, you know, that, that was a real, that was a real, I just felt, I felt comfortable here. You know, I liked it. You know, it was, it was interesting. We lived, um, I mean, my wife and I grew up in the same, same community in Southern California 
And we lived in Bakersfield for a long time, for like seven or eight years, which is, you know, people think about California. That Texans don't understand California. They don't understand this, the scale of it. So Bakersfield's much more like like Texas in a lot of ways than than, than the rest of California. Um, it was always weird that we were there to me, but here it's like, I just feel, I feel comfortable. I feel at home. So. Absolutely. That's awesome. Um, but I wanted to let you know before, I, I don't know if I've said it yet, but we truly look up to you. We do. Um, the, the way you interview people, the, the, the way you, you know, carry yourself mm-hmm. and, uh, you, you focus on the, the, the person that you're interviewing, yeah. you know, just, just your style. I, I listen to you and I try to learn as much as possible every time. Well, I think, you know, part of it too is like, you know, I, I, I think Michaela will know this too, that she's, she deals with this probably too. When you're doing a show and you're also pushing the buttons and you're, you're, you're your own engineer and your own thing. Sometimes it's a little bit hard to focus. It is. Yeah. And, and sometimes like I'll go to the interview and I'm like, what do we talk about? <laughs> uh, <laughs> You know, thank God that Facebook now has that that translate tool that has that the live captioning tool because there's actually a transcript now, so I can go back and see where what I what did I ask that person again because I don't just really remember. Really? That, oh yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, and so uh, one of the things though that I think is important is that you know I value intellectual curiosity more than anything, and I I think that you know when we did the super show that you that, that the both of you were on. Um, I mean, it was just like every, every five minutes, it had something totally different. You know, we had something totally, you know, and I got some ADHD and that kind of fits my personality. That you know? was so cool. It yeah. was cool. I, yeah. I, th- what was it? 40 guests? 36 guests. 36 Six guests. hours. Yeah. Six hours. Yeah. That was really in and out. something. Yeah. And it was, I mean, it, it hummed along. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was clicking. People yeah. were in and out, so in and cool. out. Well, yeah, and I, and you know, I, I was, I've done work with radio stations before, and you know, I knew that that the 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 segments are always a strong way of doing things, and you know, I I told everybody like, you get ten minutes and you're out. And what's interesting is when you're like, then they heard that, um, like they they were prepared for that. Like some people are like, am I, do we have enough time? And I'm like. No, you're done. You're out. Like, Say the most important stuff and get out. Right, get yeah. out. Was and it so hard to orchestrate all right. that. It was, I didn't know how I was going to go at first. You know, I was like, hopefully I only had one person who, who sent me the message that morning and said, I can't show up. And then we filled that position because we had people who were like, can I still get on? Can I still get on? Yeah. Um, you know, we only, we only allow two people to storm on the show anymore. Um, that's uh, Ashley Phillips. You guys, you guys know Ashley. Yeah. She's allowed to storm awesome. on the show. Uh, and then now Stacy uh, Leparati of uh, Arcadia Live is allowed to storm on the show too. But, um, you know, it was just fun to, it was fun to, there were so many different people that we just could talk to, you know. And then, of course, you know, talking to Brenda Hughes is always a great time. Yeah. yeah. And I know the thing I said to tell you about this is that's interesting. When I first interviewed Brenda Hughes when I was doing the show at the Daily Times, she was terrified. She was shaken. She was so nervous. Mm. Um, now, she just comes on and she's like, hey, can I get on here and do it? You know, so, yeah. That's exactly how I was. Yeah. Exactly. Seriously, if you listen to the first podcast, mm-hmm. you could hear the shaking in yeah. my voice. Yeah. And if it seriously, M- Michaela was like, "You have to." I said, "Look, I don't want to do a podcast. Yeah. Let's just do the Facebook page." And you know, yeah. and Michaela was like, "You're not going to grow in your comfort zone. Right. No, you're not." And this is the thing, though. Like I tell people all the time, that you know, when when we when you have a podcast, when you and I and Michaela are talking, we're talking, you know, together. We're having a conversation. And that's what I've tried to, you know, like, you're just talking to me. The camera's on. 
but you're just talking to me. Mm. So, yeah. And, and the art of, I, I didn't understand is it's, it's an art and there's a flow that you got to flow, you yeah. know, dead spots. You yeah. got to fill them in. You got to keep the listener engaged. And, and at first I had to, I had to sit here and fill all the dead spots. And now John, John <laughs> jumps, jumps in, in. And, and, I don't he, even and he does most up. of the interviewing now, which is great. You know, well, back no, around the technical stuff. The, 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 the beauty of that too is that, you know, I think, the one thing the show has taught me is better discipline on, on, and I have to, you know, work at this too. Um, one of my, one of my guys I love to watch is Dan Patrick, you know, who's the, you know, the former ESPN, you know, sportscaster has his own show. Mm. And, um, and, and, and he's kind of walked back cause he has some health issues lately, but his interview style is just so, you know, comforting, you know, and of course he knows everybody and he's like really cool. But he'll just ask a simple question, you know, and that's what I try to do today. Like we asked John Harrison, who is running the Prop A, you know, bond. After we 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 bugged him about Prop A, we said, okay, John, you get uh, you get this kind of. I always like to have these these kind of questions. You get to play golf at Augusta, the National, or Pebble Beach, or Shinnecock. Where do you go? He said, oh, you know, it, it immediately answers the question, you know, and it gives this great great in depth story. We ask him about, you know, okay, Arcadia Live was the best show. You know, just simple, quick hit questions, mm. you know, and to keep it moving um, and give let them give the response and then, you know, have a conversation out of that as well. Is that how you loosen somebody up? Mm-hmm. Yeah. How, how do you how do you open up somebody who's just does who's just really timid? Well, you know, I, honestly, have you guys had Mike Whitler on? From K-Pub? No. He's the greatest. We got Allison Boucher from Ah, uh, she's, she's, she's a pro. You yeah. know, <laughs> Boucher's a pro. She's got the cool dog. She's going to have a baby. She's got a Abram, her husband. But Mike Whitler, the CEO, is always very nervous. And um, I love to I love to make fun of him. And it doesn't necessarily always help, but it makes things... Like, you know, here he is, like... I, a couple... He was, last time he was on, I said, Okay, Mike, we're going to do great, great moments in electricity in the movies. And I showed him like, you know, Godzilla attacking power lines. You know, how do you clean that mess up, Mike? <laughs> you know, so I like to have a little bit Are, of humor. Yeah, do they teach you this, you know, what to do in this situation? Yeah. Like, yeah. like, Mike, what would be the situation here? And like, what, what movie is this from, Mike? And he's like, oh, that's China Syndrome. <laughs> you know, that's awesome. You know, with Jack. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, so it's just, it's when Jack Lemmon's in that movie and, and, uh, you know, he's there. That's about a nuclear meltdown, and you know, so uh, getting him, getting him comfortable, uncomfortable, because he's like. And then I think sometimes you have to know your limits on the guests, and so Mike is a great guest. He's an important person in our community. Um, you know, and, and you, you just gotta know that he's gonna have like twenty minutes, and he's done with you. You know, because he's he's tired of your questioning, and that's okay. And yeah. it is it is hard to get some people to open up sometimes. And sometimes you yep. can, I mean you can ask them and you'll get yep. one word answers. Right. And you're like, "Come on, give me, yep. give me more." And it's just you just got to that's keep why, asking questions. That's why interviewing yeah. that's why interviewing high school kids here in, in in Texas is so hard because you know, they always say, "All right, so, you know, 69-yard touchdown run. How'd you feel about it?" "Well, yes, sir." You know, "All right. Uh, but how'd you feel about the run?" "Well, yes, sir." That's all they'll say, you know, and, and sometimes a little bit, a little bit challenging. So for me, I always find a little, a little thing to kind of, you know, poke at a little bit, to have a little bit of fun with them. Um, you know, and the great thing about video and you guys know this too, is that, you know, the other day I showed on uh, Monday, I, I said, I, I queued up uh, the scene at the end of Blazing Saddles where, you know, the Cowboys storm into the Busby Berkeley dancing scene, you know, at the very end of the movie. And like, okay, live look at the, you know, Kirk County Commissioner's Court this morning, you know. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, awesome. yeah. 
That, add a little comic relief. Yeah, you got yeah. you got to yeah, have, have you got to have fun. You know. Um, so yeah, and it's been great. And we've added, you know, we have uh, Julie Davis joining us now, and um, from the Convention Visitors Bureau to kind of, you know, I I like to. I can do it for, you know, by myself, but I, I really like to have people there, you know, joining in. All right. We're at 40 minutes on this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, when you came to Kerrville, did you ever think that you would ever have the Kerr County lead? No. Was no. it even a thought? No. I had this thought years ago and then, you know, I wanted to do something like this years ago, but the biggest, you know, as I said before, the biggest jump for me was into the world of entrepreneurial you know, owning my own, owning my own thing, doing my own thing. And it's terrifying. It's isolating at times, but it's also incredibly rewarding to build something from the, from, from the start. And I, I've, I've enjoyed that, that piece of it too. There's mm. somebody out there that is uh, maybe working a nine to five and there's nothing wrong with that, by the mm-hmm. way. Yeah. I mean, uh, no, not at all, but somebody out there that's working a nine to five, that's thinking about starting their own thing or doing their own business, whatever kind of business it is mm-hmm. out there. What kind of advice could you give to them, Lewis? Well, I, I love the idea, and I and I didn't necessarily do this, but I did kind of in my mind write down a plan, you know, like how I wanted to execute this. Um, and I just I just worked hard at it, you know. I just constantly, you know, put it out there. Um, and I think the other thing too is don't be afraid to ask for help um, from folks. You know, feel them out about things. You know, there's you never know who's going to be out there to support you or to provide guidance. Um, that's been really critically important too. Um, and, and then uh, the journey along the way, you know, maybe frustrating, but I think also too leverage your strengths, you know, and, and the lead, you know, plays to my strengths as a, as a journalist and as a kind of a personality in some ways too. Mm. So <clears throat> you make the decisions, mm-hmm. y- you decide what's, what goes out and mm-hmm. what doesn't. Yep. There's nobody to answer to except yourself right. and and the viewer, the readers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, of that. And uh, how how is that? Well, one of the things too I'll say is that when I started the lead, I had to give some kind of you know focus on what I was going to do. And so the intent, the the lead's key kind of kind of focuses on um, growth and development in Kerr County, and that to me is like the biggest issue facing the facing you know Texas and facing the Hill Country is this sort of you know, interface between, you know, development and, and water and how we're going to grow in this community. Rapid. So, rapid. And, um, and I think there's some real, there's some real deep stories and there's some real denial about what that looks like. And so, um, uh, and I think that's an interesting story because, um, that one, this is one of those ones where you're coming in from the outside and you, you know, you've, and remember, like I grew up in Southern California, there were cities that did not exist 25 years ago that now have 100,000 people in them. That's crazy, you know. And so, yeah. you know, um, yeah. And so that that's one of those things where, um, you know, this, the city that my wife and I grew up in was like Kerrville in a lot of ways. It was a retirement community, had banks in every corner. Um, now, 150,000 people live in that community. You chicken know, restaurants. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah chicken banks. restaurants. Chicken restaurants for all over the place, nail salons, you name it, they've got it. So, yeah, donut places everywhere. So, I did take the cops' donuts the other day, though. That was that was what? Fun. Yeah, I saw You're playing a, with fire I, there. I saw, I saw a Kirk County Sheriff's uh, office vehicle at the uh, New Duncan Donuts the, the, yeah. in town the other day. I went Me into too. I went into Duncan. Hey, I went into Duncan. I brought them all donuts, and and uh, they were like, "Yeah, this is not going to last very long." <laughs> That's awesome. All right. Um, uh, Lewis Amistoy with the Kirk County lead. Uh, John, you got another one? I Go just, ahead. I wanted to give you a question mm-hmm. where you can decide which one you want to yeah, answer. Yeah, sure. You can either answer, what does happiness mean to you? 
or what does success mean to you? Because I've heard a lot of different answers to both of those. Well, you know, I, I this is probably a good and a bad one because I, I kind of, I'm my whole existence essentially is kind of journalistic in nature. So, so my success um, will be measured if I can sustain this this level of work and grow it to the point where I can be um, can be uh, successful. Um, with other people helping me along the way. Happiness to me is measured in the fact that I, I see that, that we are making an impact, you know, um, and, you know, and the, the, the impact sometimes isn't in the big story. Uh, the happiness is that the joy that we sometimes bring to people, like we posted photos of painted buntings, you know, they were in the backyard of John and Sandy Wolfmuller's house. They called me up and said, come look at these painted buntings. Threw the photos out there on the on the Leeds Facebook page, you know that's the biggest thing we've done all week. And but the the comments were joy, mm. and so if you can, a lot of times journalists can't balance that out, you know. And to me, that makes me happy though, because we are providing that level of like, here it is, this is cool, look at this, you mm. know, look at this, it's fun. That gives me extreme satisfaction and happiness that we did that for those folks. So. All right, KerrCountyLead.com is uh, the web address. Mm -hmm. uh, there's also a Facebook page, yep. the Kirk County Lead Facebook page. Uh, also, there's a Kirk County Lead Facebook group. Yep. So uh, if you want to join that Facebook group, the Kirk County Lead yep. readers, right? Right. If you're a subscriber, you get an automatic entry into that. And uh, one of the areas I'm, I'm trying to work on is to, the Facebook is, this is a, this is a product the the there's there's two URLs. There's KerrCountyLead.com, which redirects you to, face, to the Kirk County lead.bulletin.com bulletin is a, a product of meta which is facebook mm. and um and so they're working on that project all the time you, you want to subscribe it's 5.99 a month or 54.99 for the year uh, and what people ask what do, what do you get out of that i'm like well you get guaranteed delivery because sometimes i don't put that newsletter you know out there for everybody to see so like today's is behind the paywall and, and, um, those are the, that's kind of what we're, we're working on too. Hopefully we'll see some better products along the line to give more, give more options to people about what, how they can subscribe. So awesome. All right. Well, thank you so much thank you. for coming on the Curvo podcast. We really do appreciate it. I really like the shirt, Michaela. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, I mean that the my, whole scene when, uh, when baby Yoda was eating those frogs was the best. Yeah. Really, my, it, uh, my wife and I almost got in a fight over this shirt. Really? Wow. She she wanted to wear Saturday. It? Yeah. We were fighting over it. Uh, you should have <laughs> got matching ones. We, we, yeah, we, we, later she was like, I should have just got a matching one. Yeah. Um, I like to buy baby Yoda toys for my, my wife. Um, like the little dolls because somebody at her office doesn't like, like the Yoda. And so I, I put them on there so she can have them and take them to work with her. <laughs> nice. My daughter has a one that looks real. It's creepy. Yeah. It's made by Hasbro. Yeah. You, you push on the head and it like, it, it, it looks real. My um, five-year-old grandson made a little song about, it. he was singing, he sings little songs about baby, baby Yoda, baby, baby Yoda. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> awesome. All right. All right. Thank come, you. Uh, come back on. All right. Yeah. We will. Absolutely. And you have to come back on the, on, on, well, it's hard for you guys because you know, the show is, we'll figure it out. We'll do another super show. Yeah, we'll, that'll be cool. We'll, be doing, we'll do another one. So, have all right. Back on that one. That's going to go ahead and wrap up uh, episode number 64 of the Curveball Podcast. Wow. You can get this on uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, Spotify. You can get it on the uh, uh, Curveball Podcast on Facebook and then also uh, Curveball Podcast on YouTube and then also CurvillePodcast.com. All right. Uh, episode number 65 is coming your way on Monday, Tuesday.